Well, welcome to another episode of Off the Record, a candid, casual conversation about life, culture, and church. And uh, in these next couple podcasts, we're going to talk about one of our favorite topics here at Lex City, and this is the topic of our colors, our innate temperaments, how God has uniquely wired and created us with the end goal of a better understanding of ourselves, which allows us to better understand other people and meet their innate needs. And so we're excited about this. If uh, we can get a a grasp and a handle on this, we will be more effective in our relationships, our conversations, sharing the gospel with people, and we can better understand what are the unique needs that they have that God has created us with. And so uh, today we're joined by uh, four of our staff, and uh, we're going to talk about each one of their colors and what that means. But before we jump into that, let me just remind you, many of you have taken the assessment, if you've been a part of our church or friends and family of our church and have been following our series online, reminder that the thecolortest.com is where you can take this assessment. And it's free for the month of May in 2022, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, after that, you are able to access it, but it does come at a cost. We've done this series twice now. We did it a few years back, and we have had over 10,000 people take this assessment, which has been an exciting thing. And it's given us, again, some common language in my family. It's been helpful to be able to say, I'm feeling this way as a blue, and my wife to respond, well, as a uh, uh, you know, as a green or whatever it would be, this is how I'm responding. And so we hope this will be helpful to you. A couple little uh, thoughts for you as you think about taking this assessment, if you haven't already, to just be reminded, we're trying to talk about not what we do, but who we uniquely are. And so as you go through the questions, it's so hard because it's easy to think through the grid of I'm a mom or I do this at my job or these are the expectations. And that may not be who I truly am in terms of my innate needs. So as you think about taking that assessment, I encourage you is read through all four of the responses, the answers. If we're not careful, we see a word we like, oh, fun, that must be me, without reading all four. So take the moment, read all four. Don't uh, presuppose your, your interpretation of those words without reading all four is really helpful. And then just take your time to go ahead and do that. In my best moments, as the best version of me, this is how I would respond, I think helps. You may say, I'm just not quite sure. I, I see two or three that might be me. Cross off the two, because there's probably two answers that you know don't apply to you. And uh, just cross those off. Now you're left with a two, and then reread them again. Sometimes even out loud helps, and then you can see. You may say, hey, both of these are mine. We'll mark them both. We'll come back to that. We'll talk a little bit about our secondary temperament. Uh, that may be the case, but many times we can eliminate a couple. So the other part is just relax, enjoy, uh, take it. This is just a guide to kind of help that conversation. This isn't putting you in a box and labeling for you for life, but it gives us an idea of temperaments. And a question I get often is what's the difference between temperaments and, and personalities? And, um, I really say the idea of temperaments, I think we are born with temperaments and those don't change. I think they modify personality, this nature or nurture, I think has a big impact onto our personality in different ways. But I always say that the temperament is the why behind the what we do or how we respond. The temperament is the thing that drives that inner need and that inner way to respond. And so uh, all of the personality assessments and all those are built off this concept of the four temperaments, but we really have focused in on the colors on these four because we do think this is the innate way that God has created you in the womb from the very beginning. As a child, you probably uh, had some of these same personality traits that you are an adult. They just look a little different, but the temperaments are set. And so that's why we wanted to spend some time on there. And um, so as we jump in today, uh, thank you guys for, uh, for joining me. Uh, why don't you go around and just uh, introduce yourself and uh, what you do here at Lex City and... Uh, 
yeah, we'll start there. So just introduce yourself, what you do here at Lex City. My name is TJ. I'm the youth director here at Lex City. My name is Julie. I am the Kids City Director here at Lex City Church. Uh, I'm uh, Josh Sadlon, and uh, I am the Worship and Creative Director here at Lex City Church. Fantastic. And I'm Stephanie Ledford, and I'm the Financial Controller. All right. You may already be guessing what maybe some of their colors are, <laughs> but let's go around. TJ, let's start with you. Uh, Want to share a little bit what your color, color is, and then in general, what are some of the strengths of that specific color? Yeah, uh, I am a green, and some of our strengths are kind and considerate, uh, balanced, consistent, quiet and witty, which I love, diplomatic, friendly, agreeable, uh, compassionate, patient, forgiving, generous, and can work well with others. There you go. The golden retriever of the the group. Julie, how about you? You're not going to say what dog I am, right? I, I probably won't. I, I'm a yellow, um, and I... I love some of my descriptions. Optimistic, encouraging, cheerful, expressive, popular, even though I, anyway, popular, spontaneous, charismatic, affectionate, thrives on compliments. It's the only one I don't like and lives in the moment. Fan you did really well at Thank sharing this. Okay, I do. Thrive. You do love those. Huh? Josh, how about you? Yeah, I'm a red and uh, uh, reds are often dynamic leaders. Uh, they're decisive. They're energetic, adventurous, uh, persuasive. Um, they're disciplined. Um, they're not easily discouraged. They're productive. They move quickly to action. They're, they're logical. They're responsible. And, and they're often comfortable uh, with power and uh, bouncing back from difficult situations. There we go. The innate leader born to lead. I love it. <laughs> Stephanie, how about you? So I'm a blue and blues are often empathetic, thoughtful, analytical, enjoy solitude, perfectionist, focused, methodical, cautious, problem solver, and prefers facts and logic. Very good. Well done. I could see that. Well, you know, part of our, our goal in this podcast is not only for folks to understand the colors, but the beauty is to get to know us a little bit better as staff and uh, as folks that we get to do life together with. So let's talk just a little bit. You've listed kind of those generic descriptions of what these colors are, but let's maybe personalize it a little bit. What are two or three that really, as you read them, resonate with you as we can understand even you better as we interact with you in the context of our, of our church family? So TJ, how about you? What are two or three that really resonate? Yeah, as a green, really that very first one, kind and considerate, uh, those are literally the things I want to be defined as. Like if I was like, explain who TJ is, I hope people would say I'm kind and considerate. That is just what fuels me um, and the kind of person I want to be to others. Uh, I also really liked quiet and witty. I think I'm hilarious. Uh, <laughs> you are hilarious. But I'm really uh, good in the context of groups as opposed to crowds. And so I will love making jokes and being funny in my group but put me in a crowd i'm not the class clown i am the group clown and so that's a great uh, distinction help us flesh that out a little bit more because that's important how do you between groups and crowds yeah if there are uh a lot of people even if it's people i know just a lot of people there's someone else that can take the lead and be funny i'm going to say my one-liner comment to whoever's sitting next to me and as long as they <laughs> laugh i'm good and so, yeah, I, I really enjoy making the people that I care about laugh and have those funny moments, but I do not want to be the center of attention. I want to make my side comments and be witty. Fantastic. And if you look on the greens again, that's that, that introverted sense that's there. 
that wants to be able to do that, but not the life's part of it. Really good. Julie, how about you as a yellow? What were some that resonated with you? Um, I think some encouraging. I really love to be encouraging. I think our world is can be overwhelming. And so if I can encourage people and, and make them smile, I love that. So cheerful is also in that. Expressive. I feel like, um, yeah, I'm just expressive. That's all there is to it. <laughs> Um, and spontaneous and charismatic and affectionate. I kind of like them all. Is that okay? I think that in the spirit of a true yellow, that yeah, would be true. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I like them all. Even the lives in the moment. And I think I, I kind of pride myself on that, on, on talking to the person I'm talking to at the time. But the opposite of TJ, I would much rather be in front of people and not in a group of people. There's a lot more pressure for me to, to be in that than just to be on a stage center of attention somewhere is much easier for me. So it's interesting. Yeah, that is. So again, if you've taken the assessment and you have it, that is those those quadrants of the four, right? The yellow is that extroverted, that people orientated. The bigger stage, there's actually freedom and safety in the large number. And for that green, there is that safety and security in the smaller number that's there. Josh, how about you? How does what does it look like for you as a red? Yeah, so as a red, I'll start the task-oriented side of the uh, of the squares here. So um, uh, for me, uh, there's the decisiveness of a red. Um, for me, I, I have to make a lot of decisions in my day. I, I lead a, a great team here, and um, there's often a lot of questions and a lot of decisions that have to be made that are very small to very large. And so just being able to speak into those and help the team with that every day is, is, is a big part of what I do. Um, uh, self-directed, uh, a lot of what I do is, you know, my own internal thoughts and getting the next project done or the next thing. And, um, although I have great leaders like Brian and, and Zach, um, uh, a lot of what we do is very, is very autonomous in what we do. And so to be able to lead that, um, to be able to have that skill set, I think builds trust um, from the from the team that Josh is going to get things done, which is another skill set um, on here that um, I'm I'm always going to usually follow through with a project or getting something done. And uh, the other strength that I have that you can look at here is is usually right, and that is something that I that I think that I am usually right. Uh, I'm not always right, but most of the time I've thought through something very in depth, and so that allows uh, the practical productivity side of a red to be able to move quickly um, because I'm not typically waiting for everyone's opinions in the circle. I'm going here's where we need to go. Um, so yeah, that's good. I can see where those resonate. Stephanie, how about you? What were some for you personally as you look at the blue? So with being a blue, I'm also task-driven like Josh is. So like one of the traits of being a blue is needs to finish what is started. So I need to be able to check that thing off of my list. And also like enjoys solitude. Like I enjoy being around people, but then I have to have my quiet time too. Yeah. So you can go to lunch with us, but after lunch, we can shut the door. We can get yeah. the things done. It's a good day. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. How about for each of you? We can just kind of popcorn around there. How has your, uh, the job that you have here at Lex City, how has your personality played into that strength? Josh, maybe we'll start with you. You mentioned a couple of those things, but how do you see as a red really fits for what you're doing here ministry wise? Yeah, I think there is no, uh, there is no right way to do a Sunday morning service. Mm -hmm. Like there are so many denominations, there are so many ideas, there are so many people who have thoughts on how would you worship God. There's so many ways we see that in the Bible. So how do you uh, say to a thousand plus people every week, hey, we're all gonna get together and we're gonna worship God this, this way. way. And someone has to make the decision of what that this way is. And so, and so I'm a part of that team with Brian who gets to craft uh, about 
you know, we take about half the service. I take about half of it. You yep. take about half of it. And so to be able to um, to craft that every week with a team, uh, to be able to make those decisions, it can be daunting when you're going, everyone is going to see this. Everyone's going to think about this. And so for me, um, my personality allows me to really focus on the tasks that need to be decided and, and happen and be confident in them, even when there can be a lot of opinions or thoughts, um, but also be very productive and practical. We've talked about around here, like the relentless return of the Sabbath. I've heard Brian say many times of going like, until the day, and I know this now, until the day that Josh Sadlon dies, I will always be getting ready for another Sunday service. <laughs> like, like, like they are always coming around. And so for me, um, being able to uh, be excellent at that and then be able to hold that appropriately without that weighing me down too much and being able to go, okay, how are we going to make 52 excellent services a year? Um, my personality allows me to be able to handle a lot of that. Yep. And it's a, it's an involved process. Every, yep. every Sunday is a big program, 52 times. So the red, get it done. I'm confident what I need to do. Let's make these things happen. Yep. Yeah. That's really good. How about some of the other use? Um, I think one of them that stood out to me a lot being in kids ministry, because kids ministry is really heavily volunteer driven. I mean, you've got a Got lots of kids, hundreds of kids coming in every day and or every Sunday and lots of volunteers. Um, but it can be kind of grueling to constantly find volunteers as we grow and kids. And so I think optimistics, being optimistic is a really important part of who I am in my position because it's easily to get it's easy to get discouraged. It's easy to think we're, it's always going to be this way and it's always going to be heavy when the reality is, no, God always brings the right people at the right time. But if you're not stuck in the if you're stuck in the the negative and you can't be optimistic and see it, it can be it can wear you down. Um, and so for the long haul, it gets a little tricky. And, and I think don't you, even with kids, they pick up so much on the nonverbals. I think one right, of the things right, that you yeah. really bring to this team is that encouragement, the excitement, the optimism, and even in your nonverbals, it just puts energy in the room. And, yeah. and, uh, if Julie's good, I'm good. If I've had a, you <laughs> no know, pressure. and no, no pressure, pressure. Yeah. but you know, I've had, I've battled to get my kids into the car. We're stressing, we're fighting all Absolutely. the way. And I walk into the doors. Yes. If that yellow isn't glowing, uh, I've already have a cloud and you do such a great job of lifting that. I think just with that sense yeah. of who and, you are. And I think that's where the encouragement, thank you. I think that's where the encouragement comes in because you've got, again, you know, 50, 60 volunteers there. They're having the same morning. They might have had a hard time getting their kids in the car. They might be exhausted. And so to encourage them and remind them of what we're doing is amazing. We get to do this. And so, yes, I think it comes in really handy to be cheerful, encouraging, and optimistic. That's good. Yeah, two that stood out to me, uh, I think consistent as a green uh, really does help me in student ministry because students really need and are looking for just a consistent, safe space that's just theirs. And so being able to have that as one of my strengths that they know when they come, what it's going to look like, who's going to be there, um, just who who we are and who our leaders are, just that consistency is so important for them. So are also, you saying there's yep. a lot of drama in the life of teenagers <laughs> exactly. and we're up and down emotionally exactly. and all of this? Yeah. Yes. And so where Julie, I think, gets to do that with the non-verbal uh, just energy, I think where I get to do that as a green is just even programmically, just creating that consistency that they know what to expect. I also love traditions. And so even creating traditions in our youth ministry, I think is so fun because I think that's the positive consistency is that they have things they're looking forward to. They have things that they know, hey, if I bring my friend to this, I remember what it was like last year and I know it's gonna be even bigger and better, but it'll be the same. And so just creating those traditions and consistency around youth is really helpful. 
And then the other one that stood out to me was cooperative and diplomatic, um, especially with high schoolers. Like I want them involved and serving and already doing ministry, not just coming and experiencing and walking out. And so the fun of that is getting high schoolers serving, getting their ideas. I want to cooperate with them. I want them to be able to share what they want the ministry to look like. Uh, but ultimately still diplomatic because I've got to make the decision. I still have to make sure their ideas work with where we want to go. Um, and so I think that diplomatic of kind of making decisions, getting things done, but making both sides feel heard and like their ideas were put through the system and the best product is coming out. Yeah. And I think that's such a, a key gift. Uh, after doing youth ministry myself for 17 years, you have another third party is it's parents. So you're trying to, uh, make students feel comfortable and happy and there, and you're also trying to meet the needs of parents and do the things that you know are right. And so that ability to really collaboratively bring all of those opinions together, I think is one of the great challenges of student ministries that you do really, really well. Fantastic. Stephanie, how about you? So a couple of things that stood out to me were um, high integrity and detailed and accurate when it comes to my um, position at Lex City as financial controller. So, like, I can't imagine somebody that was just people-focused trying to do my job. I think they would be You mean, so, so like, miserable. if Julie was actually running your, your <laughs> I was going to say that, but... <laughs> we would have a lot of fun and a lot of pizza, but I don't think the books would ever I match, I don't would think they? they would ever balance, no. So, <laughs> so, I think, um, you know, being detailed and accurate is just absolutely essential in my job. But also, like, the integrity part, you know, like, dealing with you know, lots and lots of cash and um, just just in general, the um, the detailedness of of our our financial statements and just making sure that, you know, the team has the budget information that they need to just kind of like help keep things rolling around here. Yeah, I think that's so good. You always do a great job of giving accurate timely information that we can make decisions on. Right. And I think that's so great. And I think so many times, even in the context of church ministry, we forget what a huge role that you play and people with your giftedness play. So many times we just think, oh, Sunday morning, who's on stage? If I can't sing or preach, what do I do? Uh, the, for those who feel a calling towards ministry and calling, the needs of the body are so unique. And the larger the organization, your gift set really is the thing that makes this thing happen behind the behind the scenes. So thanks for what you do that way. I want to give Stephanie a shout out too, because a lot of people who have to make sure we're turning in our receipts and stuff can be very, uh, just, just do what we said to do. And, but Stephanie does a great job of keeping us accountable, but with love, like she is the nicest person to come remind you that you have outstanding receipts. She is, but we still listen to Stephanie. <laughs> I think she's incredible and the most amazing person that I've ever, ever known uh, from the accounting side of things. If you're not so, familiar, uh, uh, Stephanie yeah, is yeah. Josh's mother-in-law, so well played as you go. We have a lot of family well dynamics in this room well right now. Josh, well so those of you that are blues, can you imagine, Stephanie, she has to work with all of our personality types to get us to really follow systems. And so this is the power of this series, Right how she interacts with TJ and enters that office when he's missing a receipt and how she interacts with Josh and Julia are three different ways because we're going to respond differently. And so knowing that really helps when you walk in that situation. Right. And it's been really helpful, I think, for all of us on staff to just, because we know each other's personality type. It's not that we guess it. Like we've been living this for a couple of years now. So I know how to interact with Josh. I know how to interact with Julie. 
So, and you're right. It's, it's different with different people. Different ones. Yep. As we talk about these four, and we know we're, we're complicated beings that we're not just easily placed in a box. Uh, many of you, if you've taken this assessment, you probably have two, maybe three uh, of these colors that are high uh, that you have. And so I want to encourage you. I think we do have a secondary um, temperament. And for each one of us, that it comes at a different level and a different intensity. For mine, I uh, I'm a green, and uh, my, I don't really have a secondary. My green is 32 out of 40. Uh, I have no red. I've got four yellow and four blue. So uh, in mine, because my primary is so strong, the secondary doesn't play in. But for many of you that are listening today, you had this one you think is a primary, and you had a secondary that's really close, and you were confused, like, am I missing it, or, or is there three that's there? And so we want to take just a little bit of time and talk a little bit about that. How do we think about that, uh, and how do we process that secondary? Julie, you kind of had an experience with this. Yeah, actually, you know, we took this, what, a couple of years ago, and it said yellow, and I, I've been fighting it the whole time. I'm like, I'm not yellow, I'm green. I'm not yellow, I'm green. Um, and my secondary is green, but as I thought through this last night, I'm like, I just don't think so. And how can it be so different? You know, how can I love peace and harmony, but then I like to stir it up and be spontaneous. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and so I had to, to process it through, well, okay, what was I like initially before the world came in? And so I called my mom, I had to call my mom and go, okay, when you think of me as a little girl, was I more introverted or extroverted? Was I, you know, and she's like, oh, you were 100% that girl. You would go after the world with passion. You got into so much mischief. You never knew a stranger. And then I think, okay, well, that sounds like a yellow. But then I look at how much of me is green and wonder, is it green because some of it, yes, is wiring, but how much of it was what I experienced in the world? How much of it was, like you said earlier, Brian, nature versus nurture? Um, and so then I had to start looking th at it through that lens of, you know, my heart may be that I, I need the approval, the attention, the affection, but somewhere along the line, and some of these I've learned, yeah, it's probably not a cool way to do this. And some of it's wisdom. I mean, some of it's just wisdom and tempering yourself down, but a lot of it, I think, was learning. Yeah, this is me. This is my wiring. And the rest of this, a lot of this is how I've experienced the world and what I've developed as a reaction. Yeah, I think that's so good. And is so much of it, too, as and we'll talk about this in our series. You know, it's the it's the Holy Spirit within our lives. The fruit of the spirit creates balance in these in terms of. I may be a strong leader, but I have a empathy and a compassion to people because the spirit is, is meeting me in that gap and filling that. So I would hope as we get older in life and, uh, and walk with Jesus longer, there is a little sense that some of these become a little more balanced in how they're manifested. But my innate need at the bottom of my wiring, I, I think that's a great piece for you to come with. Like that's who I am as a yellow. Um, but as I've matured, I have more yeah, compassion that way. Yeah, and a lot of it's maturity I can see, but there is some of it that I also recognize could be fear-driven or anxiety or things also that I've experienced in the world that, that come into play there. So it, I had to do some digging. I've had done some digging personally mm -hmm. over the last couple of days. And so, yeah, there's there's a lot more to this than just I'm a, I'm a yellow. And yep. if you're confused about it, as I was, and in denial about it, it's okay. Exactly okay. right. It's okay. But it's so important to know that secondary one because it has an impact. You think about a, a yellow that may have a yellow red would be different than maybe a yellow green or a yellow, you know, a yellow blue in terms of, of even how they respond. 
because those two are, 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 are close. And you may say sometimes, hey, I find myself being a, a red at work, but when I get home, I'm a yellow, you know, and I think, so am I conflicted on these two? Again, it's a challenge of what our dynamics of what we do rather than who we are, or you may have both of those presents. Your job or your situation may just call for this one to be primary and this one to be secondary but they're both there within you. Any of the others you have had some experience with your secondary that's maybe a little higher? How have you processed that? Well, I have a little bit of blue. I'm mostly red, but I do have some blue with like the creative. Often blues are creative. There is organization. There is the honesty part of the blue that sometimes I can be a little too blunt with people about things. And uh, there's definitely areas where I've seen the blue part seep into my life of going like, oh, this is me in certain situations, um, especially the consistency of the task orientedness like is very prevalent. Like my day is completely judged by how many tasks I got done. When I go home at the end of the day, if I did not get everything I wanted to get done, I will tell my wife I had a terrible day. And she'll go, why? Like, what happened? You know, she, she's very green. So she's going, oh, what interaction did you have with someone? I said, no, I made a list of five things. And I only got three of them done today. It was a terrible day, you know, kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. So the consistency of that in, in my life is the red and blue side of things. That's really good. Well, as we think about our strengths uh, today, what, what is one thing that you would like other colors to know about you in your temperament? I would say that even though my temperament tends to be reserved, I still want to be included. I still want to be asked. I don't want somebody to say my no for me. That's really good. Yeah, so the, just the idea of I want to be involved. I want to be a part of it. Right. Don't interpret my reservedness as disinterest. Right. Yeah, very good. Yeah, one that stood out for me uh, was steady or even tempered. And I do think that is a strength that I feel gets viewed as a weakness at times by other temperaments because we're seldom at 100% on the emotional needs or even emotional like expressiveness. But we're also seldom at 0%, where we're just a complete emotional wreck. And so I think we kind of live in this range of like 30 to 70% of our emotional uh, needs and expressiveness. And maybe this is just TJ as a green, so don't put it on every green. Um, but I think if we were like a pet, we would be like an awesome fish tank. Because, like, when you need us, we are here. Come admire. Tell us how awesome we are, that we're doing a really good job. But if you leave for a week, we're also fine. Like, we're, we're rolling. We're doing our thing. Uh, we just don't have the huge emotional needs maybe that other temperaments have. And I do think that that is a strength. And so, yeah, we're a little more like a fish tank than a golden doodle dog as far as how much we need from other people. Good. Self-contained yeah. that way. Good thought. Yeah, I think for mine, because I, I know, big shocker, I can be spontaneous. I can think in the moment. I can be very stream of consciousness. And so sometimes I feel like people think that there's not a lot to offer. There's not a lot of depth. Um, but there is. There's a lot of depth. I'm still introspective. I still think things through. You know, yellows can still lead and be serious and all the things. And so I think sometimes yellows come across as tiggers. When we got, we got just a little bit of rabbit in us, right? Mm -hmm. We got a little bit of wisdom happening. So, What would be the best way to draw that out or engage that part of the yellow? Gosh, I, uh, that's a really hard question. I think, well, first you have to hang in there while we calm down like a Labradoodle. Is that my dog? Yep. Did we finally get to that? I think that's a good one. Um, 
hang in there until we calm down and then just trust. I, I People have volunteers that will say, I just talked to somebody Sunday, I always have these headbands on when I'm here, like these floppy headbands, and I'm having a really serious conversation, and every so many times people go, I just can't get past it. You know, you're having this serious conversation, and you have these floppy headbands on. I'm like, I could do both. Yeah, I could be both. And so just um, trust the joy. There's a joy in the process that, that I just bring that I can't help it. It's so important to me. And so joy and wisdom and thought-provoking things and introspection can all exist together. That's good. I think it's probably the same with the green a little bit, too. There's yeah. there's a lot going on. There's a lot of thoughts. There's a lot of wisdom there just because it's not – you don't need to ask for it, but it's there. So that's where you help. The opposite spectrum, let's go a little bit to the red part of that. What would be something you'd like the other colors to understand about yeah. you? Yeah. I think that uh, being a red, I think there's a lot of people who look at reds and um, and see leadership as like the the summit of a mountain. Like people are like, oh, if I'm the leader, if I'm the red, if I can be more red, that means I'm a great leader kind of thing. And I, like you said, I think every color can be a great leader. I don't think it has to do with um, the color specifically, but a lot of the positive traits for a red are sometimes seen as negative by other people, you know, being right, being decisive, being commanding of things. Like those can be quickly become negatives. And I think um, for other colors to know that um, also with reds, the strengths of like being logical, um, committed and loyal, that's not just to people, that's also to organizations and um, articulates thoughts and ideas and has, has a great sense of perspective. I think when a red um, is making a decision it's not a decision based on how we feel. It's a based on a decision of everyone around us. That loyalty and that decisiveness of, of logical sense of perspective. Um, when, I, when I have an idea or go, hey, this is the direction I think we need to go, I think other colors need to understand, I have thought for you because I'm loyal to you and I have a perspective of you and I've thought through probably what I think you're going to say. And so um, I know every person typically has a an opinion of how a decision that should be made. And when a red makes a decision or when a red is saying, here's the way we need to go, it is not a siloed decision often. It is often thought out. And so um, I know on my team, we have well, there's six of us on our creative staff. We have every single color representative on our creative staff. And it can be very easily a moment of, hey, you know, Josh says this is the way we're going to go, you know, but I think it's this other opinion over here. And a lot of times I'll have to come back to that and go like, hey, I've already, I've thought through that and I see that and I see you and your decision. And um, my loyalty to the group and loyalty to the team is a part of that decision that I'm That's making. That's good. Yeah. Don't mistake the decisiveness for lack of empathy and understanding. Yeah. 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 Well, as you can see today, hopefully that's helpful. Uh, we are uniquely and wonderfully made with a complexity. And uh, whether whatever color it is, the goal of understanding is each other better is to know there's just more going on under the surface than what it appears. And uh, the more questions we can ask, the more empathy we can show, the, the more insight we can gain, the better we can not only lead ourselves, but lead others and lead our families and our organizations. And so the strengths that God has placed you in. Don't diminish them. Don't deny them. Embrace them. In our next podcast, though, we're going to talk about how we manage the weaknesses. The goal is not to spend so much time trying to figure out how to overcome all of our weaknesses. The goal is to really leverage the unique strength that you have that God has given you. Uh, but also those weaknesses can become a detriment. So we're going to hit that at our next podcast there. Once again, uh, links in the notes from the podcast, you can find all those at lexcity.church uh, slash off the record. And once again, if you have not taken the assessment and would like to do it again,
again during the month of May in 2022. TheColorsTest.com uh, is a free gift for you on behalf of our church. We'd love you to be able to take that and join the conversations uh, about our temperaments. We'll look forward to seeing you at our next podcast.